This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. It's time for football. Salah. It's Kate Cancelo off. Brilliant from Mo Salah. And still, Salah. Oh, sensational. Absolutely sensational. Just for Kicks on BFM 89.9. Hello and welcome to Just for Kicks with me, Cam Ruslan. And we have a packed show today. There's Premier League, a little bit of Premier League. There's FA Cup, Magic of the Cup. There's uh, Malaysia's journey in the Asia Cup. And we have three pundits today. We have the whispering Bob Holmes. Hi, everybody. Uh, good mix here. Looking forward to it. Yep, good. And we have Desko Kill. Whose New Year's resolution is not to mention VAR. Damn it, I've broken it already. Uh, yeah, people don't keep New Year's resolution. You knew that when you made that resolution. And uh, finally, we have Goglan. Goglan Duraju. Hello, hello, hello. Happy New Year, everyone. And proud supporter of the team sitting number two in the Premier League. And, uh, and he's wearing the shirt of Barcelona. So I'm not quite <laughs> sure how that works. So uh, let's start straight away with um, the Premier League. Now, um, a couple of matches being played. There have been so many matches. I, I'm complete. <laughs> I'm just... I'm just lost. So this is the reason England don't win the World Cup. Well, there's okay. going to be a apparently a winter break, isn't there? Well, there is a winter break. Teams get one week off in January. They 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 play a game less in January. But what the Premier League done is they've split those uh, game week games off into one week. So there's always football going on. It just uh, Liverpool Arsenal, for example, have next week off uh, or the week after next stop. So uh, so there is a break for the teams. Yeah. That's that's how it works. Yeah, Villa's got isn't like a cut, it I mean, fantastic that there's football going on? Isn't it is wonderful true. that the entertainment carries on and they're not we're, we're, we're not um, saying oh there's no football to talk about. It's wonderful. Okay, yeah. well speaking of entertainment, Des, uh, West Ham nil, <laughs> Brighton nil. <laughs> yeah, Des, dig that one. <laughs> no, I. I actually had this one slotted down for you, Goglan. Uh, no, no, no. I think Des has just <laughs> topped himself into that. <laughs> okay, go on then, Des. A thousand words on West Ham nil, oh, Brighton nil. It's really good goalkeeping performances. Uh, Jason Steele has uh, proven to be a, a good last line of defence for Brighton. Um, what this is, it, it's an interesting one. This Sean Dyche, the Everton manager, made a brilliant comment. He said, uh, instead of having the week off in January or the mid-season break, why just don't we spread games out between December and January a little bit more evenly? And it seems to me very, very logical. So you don't lose the number of games. You then don't get the, the limited number of games in January and the big splurge that goes on in December. And I think this West Ham-Brighton game was a, a case of both teams looking a little bit weary. Goalkeepers playing well, but it, it wasn't the most exciting match. But this is one where the midwinter break was called for. We must have it. Now people are saying, oh, we don't really need it. And now coaches themselves are saying, well, you brought the midwinter break in, but all that does is push games into December, as it has this year. Let's just spread them out. Um, so that, that's the long-winded route of saying that this wasn't a very good game. Goalkeepers played very well, but uh, they, they've got the balance wrong, the Premier League, I think, in adhering to the midwinter break call. Okay, quite well done there, Des. I'll give you a B+. Uh, still another 500 words for you, though, <laughs> <Yeah>. Des. <laughs> well, let's save all those words for the next match, which I think deserves it. Uh, Liverpool 4, Newcastle 2. And Bob, this was, I, I mean, I think perhaps the two kind of flatters Newcastle. Uh, yes, uh, but it was a cracker, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, for early risers like me, this uh, this was a great reward. Um, 
because, you know, these games go on till almost six o'clock in the morning now. And if you get up at five, which doesn't seem to me too unreasonable, you get the second half and you sometimes get the highlights of the first half. This was nil-nil at half time. <laughs> so this was really a bonus. It was a tremendous game, but it's in danger of being a bit lost because of the schedule. But wow, yeah, it was terrific stuff. Mo Salah's final game before going off to the AFCON. And he reminded everybody, as if uh, he needed to, uh, of how much Liverpool are going to miss him. And unfortunately, uh, it's extremely unlikely that he'll be back early because uh, there's the group phase and Egypt are not the worst team in it. So I think Liverpool have got to accept they're not going to see Mo Salah for a while. And uh, this is a big blow. Uh, to me, he's the star. Um, I think Mo Salah is underrated. I I think it's really? shocking the way he's ignored at the um, the Golden Boot Award. No. Uh, sometimes doesn't even get in the top ten. Has come nowhere near to actually winning it, uh, despite his achievements. And uh, I think he's going to be a big miss. It it, it worries me this. Um, because Liverpool have got other injuries. But getting back to the game, um, he starred, of course, missed a penalty, but it didn't bother him. Absolutely not, not bothered. Other, some players would have been affected by that. Not bothered at all. Yeah. Talking point was um, um, Diego Jota going down in instalments. But actually, um, I've got a bit of sympathy for him. I don't think it was as bad as some critics are making out. He Alan Shearer. He was tripped by the keeper. And now, come you know, on, Bob. You can't be defending. No, no, that. no. No, listen. Listen, hear me out. Hear me all out. All right, all right. His run was disrupted. He had a nanosecond to think about it. 80% chance of a conversion from the penalty spot. Or am I going to score? And he's off balance. He was off balance. Oh, God. And Bob, I, 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 Bob, think, I didn't have you done no, as one of those cynical sort of Italians. No, I, yeah. I, <laughs> I thought you had some no, I've got some here. sympathy for him. I I, uh, I don't think it was a clear-cut uh, thing because yeah, why, no. why why do it? I mean, if he's I, I agree, actually. Balanced, I agree. But, but can, 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 we, can, we, can we move on, though? I, I agree entirely with you, Bob. And I, and I think, though, that you have to take you, you have to take that chance. Hey, um, Goglin, I, wanna, I wanted to ask you, first of all, to do to do Newcastle and in a Geordie accent because I want to pick on you this week. I forgive <laughs> you the hard ones. But let's jump straight to um, another story. So Liverpool find themselves at the top. Arsenal, on the other hand, appear to be having a bit of a struggle. Now, you're a believer in in clubs having a wobble and then getting over it. And and you've, you've had faith in uh, Arteta in the past. But if we think back to last season, when... Really, they did crumble at the end. Are we seeing a crumble mid-season? Well, I think uh, Teta would rather crumble now and sort his team out than them crumble in mid-season. But bear in mind, last season, Arsenal were top on the table with 14 points clear, if I'm not mistaken, at this juncture or around this juncture. So for the wobble to come in later, it's it's not technically a wobble. It's just mentally you are not up for the collapse. Time. Yeah, it's a collapse. All right. So this is a wobble. Again, they will get through this. They have, like uh, Des said, a couple of weeks off, get their players back, you know, regroup and all that. It wasn't a good uh, Christmas and New Year fixture for them, admittedly. 
they've uh, dropped off the pace. And bear in mind, I think City have a game in hand and they come, they got their players coming back. I'm sure we'll get to that also. So it's a wobble, yes. Every team's got a wobble. Villa went through that wobble also, I think, for a point. I hope that's the wobble they're done and dusted. <laughs> but yeah, I think they will They will come back all guns basic. Arsenal will be in the mix with Liverpool and City for the... For the and really? come, come April. There, there's Arsenal don't have a striker. Uh, correct. They they don't have um they don't have a Haaland or a, a Salah at a twenty goal a season man. Um, but they 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 do create chances even against uh, Fulham. I think they were a little bit unfortunate. They they could so easily have won, but they didn't. And teams go through these little spells. Um, but this one's a worryingly long one for Arsenal. It goes back almost a month. Um, it's, it's the Luton game where they scraped it four three. We thought, okay, that's that's championship stuff. But then they lose at Villa. They scrape past Brighton. They were lucky in a draw at Liverpool. Then you lose to West Ham and to Fulham. So this is a, a lengthy little wobble. You, you expect two or three games, but this is now spreading up to six or seven games where it's not, not been great. So uh, they need this break more than anyone to get players fit and revived. Um, what seems to happen is that Saka seems to have been blocked off. When Saka gets stopped, Arsenal struggle. Uh, when he can't create things, Arsenal seem to struggle. Martinelli's gone off the pace just a little bit. Trossard hasn't quite delivered as it was expected, they're all contributing, but um, it, it's just not working uh, for, for Arsenal. But if I, if I may add, I think the midfield has dropped the ball, particularly with Arsenal when it comes to that. The, the, you know, the strike forces, they are forward heavy at, at this point, if you ask me. You say there are no strikers and all that, but I think the midfield, Odegaard has had a, you know, hung time, you know, not a, nothing's outstanding performance. And like you said, you know, Trossard has dropped off the pace. So the midfield has not come to the fore that the Arsenal that we know. Yeah. It's the engine room of Arsenal, if you ask me. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we took a short break. When we come back, it'll be FA Cup. And then after that, we're going to look at the championship uh, and then Malaysia's journey in the Asian Cup here on Just for Kicks on BFM 89.9. More football when we come back. Just for Kicks on BFM 89.9. Just for Kicks on BFM 89.9. And we're back with myself and Des and Bob and Goglin. And now it's the magic of the cup, the FA Cup, uh, the world's oldest football cup that has magic bob holmes does it still have magic uh, i has a bit of magic in this draw um it's a pretty lousy draw actually apart from one game arsenal liverpool uh on sunday night but that that sort of makes up for the rest uh there aren't too many intriguing ties one or two but normally third round of the fa cup uh, fa cup you get some sort of cracking uh, potential upsets you know Maidstone against United or something like that, but uh, there aren't any of those this time. I don't time. see any non-league. Um... Maidstone. Is we, Maidstone we, non-league? Wigan Man well, United is yeah. pretty big for Wigan. Wigan Man United is pretty big for the North Wigan, West. Wigan Bob. Man United, yeah. I suppose Wigan Man United, a bit of a banana skin there. Um, that's that's about it though, isn't it, really? Uh, anyway, the, the, the outstanding tie is uh, Arsenal-Liverpool. We've just been talking about them. But I think this is a game that Arsenal will want to win more than Liverpool, if I could ever say such a thing. Uh, Liverpool have got a match uh, coming up, uh, an important game. It's the semi-final first leg of the League Cup. Okay, it's a League Cup and it's only Fulham. But when you're this close to another trophy, uh, you're going to go for it. And I think, quite honestly, he never admitted, but Jurgen Klopp would rather win uh, make sure he wins the League Cup because it's only Chelsea 
likely in the in the final, um, than um, even losing this game. Uh, so yeah. I think his priority will be uh, not not to uh, lose too many key players in this game. He's already losing uh, Salah and Endo, and he's got a lot of injuries. So it'll be, uh, I don't think it'll look like a terribly strong Liverpool team that he, isn't, that he puts isn't the out. F, isn't the FA Cup one part of the Scouser treble, uh, which was, what was it? The League Cup, the UEFA Cup, and of course the FA Cup too. The League. So Three major trophies, oh, huh? Oh, the, the, um, that one, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the uh, Lunier one in 2001, Yeah, yes. they, oh, they were all cups, weren't they? they and you had the cups. Charity Shield and you had the, 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 the Super shield, Cup. No, it was yeah, a free couple. <laughs> Great season. So uh, I, I think I think Arsenal probably be favourites in this one. Yeah, um, because I think they'll just want it more. Uh, okay. Um, I, I mean, Goglin, do you think I? I think I kind of feel like even if Arsenal put their best foot forward and Liverpool don't, I think Liverpool could just win it. Um, I, 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 I think so too. I'm with Cam on this one. I know. I'm, I'm so. I mean, I understand what Bobby's trying to say. But that's a bit of a reach, you know. You know, Klopp will always put his team out. You know, winning is contagious. He knows that, and especially against a title rival like Arsenal, you know, you're putting out a team. Oh, he, he's tank. fielded some pretty weak teams in the FA yes, Cup in I the early years. But and this is Arsenal, you know. It's not. It's not Peterborough, you know, Maidenstone or whatever. So well, I, well, let's see. You know, one side he puts out. Yeah. I think they'll be up for it. You know, they would want knocked out in the third round by Arsenal. Des, meanwhile, uh, Crystal Palace versus Everton. Now, I would have, a couple of weeks ago, I'd say Everton were really going to go for this one, but they've been dr- drawn back down into uh, relegation trouble. Well, it was a nil-nil draw. It took place last night, and VAR interrupted the proceedings by sending wow. off Dominic Calvert-Lewin. There Calvin he goes, Lewin there he goes. With, uh, a f- <laughs> there it is. The referee, <laughs> the referee didn't call it a foul. The players didn't um, complain. Nobody stopped. Everyone was mystified why the game was stopped. Uh, somebody miles away in Stockley Park has said that um, uh, Calvert-Lewin has some, done something dangerous. And so the referee instantly read cards in. Just ridiculous. Just scandalous. But it's part of the game now. I can Sorry, what, was about this, it. what was this uh, so-called dangerous thing? So he, he slid in. So remember the uh, the, the, the Forest tackle? Who, who got sent off the other week, uh, Bob, for Forest? Uh, Bowley. Bowley, okay. Very similar, except a Bowley... Bowley made contact once he got the ball clearly. He made contact with the player afterwards. And that was perceived to be a red, ridiculously, by VAR. Uh, Calvert-Lewin doesn't even make contact. So he gets the ball, doesn't make contact, is perceived because the studs are, are raised once he's, he's got the ball, uh, that, that it's a dangerous tackle and an instant red card. And you kind of go, nobody thought it was dangerous at the time, at the, at the stadium. And nobody, uh, nobody stopped, nobody appealed. And yeah, the referee produces a red card. It's part of the game. It's garbage. It's it's like the Jota penalty. It's garbage. It shouldn't have been um, a penalty, that one. But it is a 2023 penalty. Uh, I'm going to keep on whinging about it, but I better get used to it because this kind of crap is going to carry on. That's It's what the people come for, Des. That's what no, they're... it's not. It's not. It's turning, it's turning a lot of my generation off. It might be the video yeah. game, lads. Yeah. It might be the, the 20s and the 30s are into this, but... Um, the ones no, you put I, that... I, I, I can safely say that my, when my son thinks the VR is, you know, one death thing. So he's yeah, no, in the guest would. camp on that. You don't yeah. know. Well, I, I, all I, the managers are against it. You know, they had a meeting, the Premier League managers, and they all came out against it in its present form. I mean, some just wanted it tinkered with, but they were all against it 
how it's working right now or how it's not working. I mean, yeah. it, it is a no-brainer because there's so many ways you can actually improve it if you really need to keep it in the game. I mean, there's so many ways you can improve it. You can take it from other sports. There's tries and tested ways. I'm, I, I'm at a loss to understand why they do not tweak mm. and improve it season after season. Whether I, I, it's a I would learning be process. To see a poll actually by uh, referees, I would imagine that they are against it. Well, as no, well. The, the, the worst situation is according to the current laws of football, the referee or the VAR referee was dead right to send off Calvert Lewin. And was the tackle from behind? I didn't see it actually. Was it from behind? No, no. It's 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 in front. It's actually from the side. He gets the ball clean. He swipes his his, his foot away. An opposing um, player comes in and his, his uh, shin is near. Um, so it's perceived to be endangering the the opponent. So okay. technically, it's dead right. But it, it truly, it's like the milk monitor at school being uh, in charge of of uh, discipline at, at a school. Sir, okay. sir, 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 yeah. sir, sir. It's just insanity. Yeah. It's, okay, it's the so, laws. It's the laws. They've yeah. got to be changed. I've been. This is what I've been saying all the yeah. time. Yeah. Okay, so that's uh, Crystal Palace versus Everton. Nice goal uh, to draw. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the wonder of the cup. Listen, I've also got to say, for the uh, smaller clubs, this is awesome. This is awesome. Middlesbrough versus Villa. Sensational. A chance for Eastleigh to make it into the fourth round of the cup. Um, oh, just wonderful. Preston going to Chelsea. The big clubs might not like the FA Cup, but the, uh, the clubs, those with tradition, they love it, and so do I. Um, uh, uh, Middlesbrough, a smaller club? Uh, Say they beat Villas, and Middlesbrough get into the, to the League Cup final. This is huge for Middlesbrough Football Club. It is they, huge. I'm, I'm just questioning if they're a small, they're not a small club. I mean, you know, it's Medium-sized club. Yeah. We don't really have any small David and Goliath ones. This. Wigan versus Manchester United. Magnificent for the Northwest. Magnificent. Right. Bob what, Holmes, what, what, like... what division are Wigan now? Uh, they're struggling in the, the bottom, uh, near the bottom of League One. Okay, well, that is. All right, so Bob Holmes, I'm going to throw that one to you. Wigan versus Manchester United. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, having said that there aren't that many banana skins, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it. And oh. I think United will negotiate this. I mean... No one is going to come out and predict one of these sensational upsets. You cannot do that. I mean, we all know them, the famous ones of the past, but no one ever predicted them. But they do happen occasionally. I mean, you might think United, uh, this is a good time to play United. Um, I mean, they're in a bit of a state, aren't they? Um, but uh, they uh, there was a meeting this week, uh, good news for United, I think, Um Ten Hag and uh, uh, Jim Ratcliffe Sarah, had a very constructive meeting on the same page. Uh, no big uh, changes there or anything. Um, so I think there's going to be a... Um, the transformation probably won't be that uh, glaring when it, when it does take place. Uh, I don't think they're going to rush in and sack a whole bunch of people, tear down Old Trafford overnight. Not going to be like that. It'll be a carefully managed, orchestrated um, change. But at We're least they've got... the United here. Uh, we, yeah. we haven't had carefully managed, orchestrated change for no, a No, this, this is why it's good news for United. Uh, because this is the first time for 18 years they've got anybody with a clue about running a football club. And although yeah. uh, Ratcliffe's record isn't, isn't fantastic over all the sports he's been involved in, he's got to be better than the Glazers. Yeah, so that is that is a good thing for United, but it, I don't think they're going to lose to Wigan to answer the question. Okay. Well, speaking of banana skins, potential banana skins, Goglin, Middlesbrough versus Aston Villa. Uh, last I heard from Middlesbrough, their manager Michael Garrick was doing a great job, but they seem to have slipped a bit. 
in the championship. Um, but high-flying Aston Villa swapped them aside, no problem. <laughs> There's no such thing as high-flying Aston Villa anymore, of course. But yeah, again, you know, cup, uh, I would personally, I know in risk of uh, angering deaths, you know, when we personally sacrifice the FA Cup for the league positions, <laughs> I would sacrifice the Euro. I want the Conference League for the league positions right now. I think I've already told you, I've sent my piece about that. So in cup competitions right now for a club like Villa, without the depth, without the squad depth, it's pushing us, pulling us to things. As for the fan base, yes, we would love a cup. I, I went to the FA Cup final last and they played Arsenal and all that. We went all the way to the final and it's great for the fan base. But if you really ask me where, where my priorities will be lying or, as a fan, I would rather be them concentrating on their league position. Oh, uh, okay. That's incredibly cynical last word there. From, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is, it well, is. Though, but it is reality. All right, then, Des, I get, I, please, you choose one which you would, and, and don't talk about VAR. Choose one which you think would be an interesting, uh, you know, Sunderland Newcastle. For Sunderland instance. Newcastle, talk to me about passion. This uh. is a, this is a rivalry that goes back over a century. Uh, Sunderland will be desperate to put one over Newcastle. Uh, Sunderland, there just on the edge of the uh, the playoff race in um, uh, in the Championship. Newcastle, with all their wealth, they're lording it over in the northeast. The northeast is passionate about its football, and this is a wonderful opportunity for Sunderland to to knock the big boys off their perch. That's one. Uh, little little Huddersfield going to Manchester City. Yeah, Man City should swap them aside. But what happens if Huddersfield uh, produce something utterly, utterly outrageous? They're near the bottom of the championship as well. So an opportunity for them to throw caution to the wind and give themselves a, a real go. But that, for me, Sunderland versus Newcastle is the epitome of what the Cup is all about, as is Wigan Man United. I, I just think uh, if, you, I, if you have... Um, your eyes on the top six and the top six only in the Premier League. You miss so much else of what's going on in the world of football. And it's probably a very good time to play Newcastle. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and actually, uh, Sunderland have a very good track record against Newcastle in recent years. So, uh, yeah, could be interesting. Okay, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk the championship. Uh, speaking of, you know, Des saying there are other things happening. And, um, well, I'm probably going to get a bit of an education. Uh, when we come back, talk of the championship here on Just for Kicks on BFM 89.9. More football when we come back. Just for Kicks on BFM 89.9. Just for Kicks on BFM 89.9. Welcome back with myself and Des Kill and Goglandor Raju and Bob Holmes. And now we visit a land that I've heard of in myth. It's called the championship. Um, I do believe Goglan is has been as an Aston Villa fan, has in recent years actually visited uh, the championship land. So he'll have some insights on how it is. I had to scroll down and remind myself, it's 24 teams. The Bundesliga is 18, I think. 24 teams. It's a huge league. And uh, things are happening there. So let's, let's catch up and find out what's happening. First of all, Bob, league leaders at the moment, Leicester City relegated last season from the champ, uh, from the uh, Premier League. They have 10-point lead at the moment. They've been on a good run, but they have been playing lesser teams. A lot of people are saying they're just a shoe-in for automatic promotion and that they are just simply just so much better than anyone else. Uh, well, they do look it, actually. 10-point um, lead at this stage is uh, pretty impressive. Um, I think you've got to remember that Leicester were surprise uh, candidates, uh, well, surprise um, dropouts last season. 
when the season started, uh, I think most people had them for mid-table. Certainly yeah. their own fans did. And they started off not too badly. And it was a bit of a shock that they were down there among the dead men. So you, you're talking about a club that was probably it's essentially a mid to a lower mid-table Premier League club dropping into the championship. Now, okay, they've lost one or two players, but not everybody uh, by any means. And they've got a new manager, a bright new manager, who is yet another Pep Guardiola disciple, mm. an Italian, Enzo. Enzo is a good Italian name, isn't it? Enzo <laughs> Ferrari. Um, Enzo Maresca. Um, and uh, he's playing a very similar brand of football uh, to City and Brighton. His best mate is Roberto Di Zerbi at Brighton. Uh, and they're storming away with it. And they've got one or two familiar names. Uh, Jamie Vardy has not retired yet. He's not playing he's in every game. Right now, though, but he's scored, he's, he scored a few goals. Mm. Um, they've managed to replace Kasper Schmeichel, who I thought was, was a massive loss, one of the reasons they went down, um, with another Danish keeper who is even better with the ball at his feet. And uh, the, their attacks start with him. He's being compared. His name is uh, Hermansen, Danish international. He's, he's being compared with um, Edison at City. He's so good with his feet. So this, this is really a big advantage to have, but he can also, he's also pretty good with his hands. And they've, they've hung on to players like Ndidi, who is revitalized. Uh, so, yeah, I can see why they're top. And uh, it would be a major surprise now if, um, they, uh, if they weren't to go up. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't guarantee the title, but there might be some drop-off here and there, but... Um, I think there should be a shoe in to, uh, for promotion. So that's Leicester City. Yeah. Well, let's let's, let's spread the love around a bit here. And uh, Des, so Leicester City at top, Ipswich Town, who were really high flying, uh, a bit troubled recently. Uh, then Southampton, then Leeds United. Fifth, we got West Bromwich Albion. I haven't seen them for a while. And then sixth, Sunderland. Which of these teams would you like to pick out as? one to watch. So Ipswich is the story because they were promoted last year. Uh, they've got a, a low-profile coach uh, like old Kira McKenna who was part of the backroom staff of Man United. They don't have many superstars, uh, a couple of Welsh internationals, a couple of Aussie internationals. Um, they're on a poor run at the moment of four draws and, and one defeat, but they had, prior to that, they had just one defeat in 17. So Ipswich uh, are proving that you can come up through the leagues, you can play progressive football, you can be a team without superstars. Uh, they've got a slight problem coming into the Asian Cup. We, we speak about who's going to be missing in the Premier League. Uh, mm. They've got a key defender, Cameron Burgess, who plays for Australia, going to be absent for the Asian Cup. His potential replacement plays for Indonesia, a lad called Elkan Bagat. Um, mm. uh, very, uh, very Jakarta name. But Elkan plays for Indonesia, and those two are going to be absent. And Ipswich, um, for the most part, they concede a lot of goals. So they're a very attacking team, but... Their defense is going to be weakened. So that the next month is going to be fascinating for them. Beyond them, Southampton put in a good run of form. Leeds have put in a good run of form. But the battle for the playoff places goes right the way down to 14th place. Top two got automatic promotion. Uh, three through to six get into the playoffs. And uh, at the moment, you've got Preston in 14th, just five points off Sunderland in sixth. So it's it's a real scrap. And uh, the likes of Cardiff are in there and Coventry in there and Watford and Bristol City and Middlesbrough, 
championship is fantastic. It's so tense and so physical and great fun. You've only got seven points between seventh and um, 17th. Yes. Yeah. Great. <laughs> That's crazy. Hey, Goglin, you are presumably used to watch a, a, a lot more um, championships, only more than me, when Aston Villa were down there, what, three seasons ago? Um, four, four, four seasons ago. Uh, five. Five, five seasons. So as a, as a kind of hoity-toity uh, Premier League kind of person uh. going down <laughs> with, with your champagne glass and your cigarette holder, when you were watching the championship, uh, what, what kind of impression did you get? What, what kind of thing happens there? What's the style of play? Well, to, first of all, to watch a championship was a bit of a problem because we had to stream it because yeah. certain cable I'm, providers. I'm sure were, there were ways. Well, yes, <laughs> wasn't wasn't showing the championship, but you know, like what Des said, the quality of football. I was really surprised. You know, it was really, really top-notch football. There, it was you. You could not let your guard down for a minute, it, and it, because of the number of sheer number of games you play, it's it was really, really good football. And I was I remember watching it, and I, you know, friends would come over and watch from below or around, and they were like, you know, this is some really good football, especially Villa Leeds were really you know top-notch games. The intensity, I must say, I wouldn't see that kind of intensity in the Premiership, in maybe in one or two games, but the intensity in the Championship is just, I, I don't, you can't describe it in words because you really have to watch the Championship. And you have to watch yeah. like a couple of games and you'll understand how, how hard it is and how much they're battling to get back into the Premiership. Well, it is one of the most watched leagues in the world. It's. Uh, I, it's... I would think the quality is above the Bundesliga and uh, even uh, La Liga, if you ask me. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, I think it's the fourth most watched league in the world. Yeah. 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 Well, but, yeah. Well, well you, what's up, Villa? What about Forest? Forest were recently there. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. They're too long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They could be going back again, too. And Wayne, uh, Wayne, Wayne, Wayne Rooney's the story this week. Wayne this Rooney was true. at yeah, Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, yes, of course. Wayne Rooney got sacked from Birmingham City. So, so we have a pattern, right? Lampard and Gerard Rooney. It's not working <laughs> out. It's not working out for the golden generation in management, is it? They all got to go to MLS. Steven Gerrard, <laughs> Seth, Aston Villa up to where they are, Gogs. <laughs> yeah, 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 I can see I was pulling up spots okay. in Saudi okay. Arabia right now. Well, <laughs> I want to I ask you a question, though. Uh, speaking of Forest uh, coming up, they came up last season. But this season, the three teams that, okay, that came up have struggled. Uh, Burnley were doing, did so well in the championship and have really struggled. And I was wondering, the gulf between the Premier League and the championship Goglin's just said how exciting the championship is, but there is a gulf, I assume. There is a gulf, yeah. I mean, when uh, Forrest, Fulham and uh, Bournemouth came up, they were expected to go down, all three of them. But the difference was between them and, and the uh, current three is that they actually bought players, uh, Forrest <laughs> famously. Um, they, they've spent a lot of money and uh, they, they all stayed up. Even relatively, not Forest, but the the other two relatively comfortably. Fulham certainly they ended up you know, in the I think mid table. Uh, Forest did it with a couple of games to spare. This season very different. These clubs haven't spent the money. They don't have the money to spend, and that's that's it. So yes, there is a gulf. I think Leicester, as I've said, they um, they probably won't have to spend as much because they are a sort of a semi. Premier League club anyway. So they've got Premier League standard players already. So they won't have to spend as much. Uh, and I think they probably stay up because their momentum you know, will, will, will probably keep them there. They've got a good fan base and all that. Uh, but some of the other lesser lights, um, Ipswich, for example, uh, if they were to go up, uh, 
I don't know whether they've got a lot a, a very wealthy backer, but they'll they'll need one because uh, Ipswich have just come from the third tier, as Des said. So you're looking at a side that is, say, essentially a third tier side, perhaps being in the Premier League next season. They're going to have to spend. I don't care how good yeah. uh, their their manager is. They're yeah. going to have to spend. Well, um, so yes, a huge golf. Uh, Des, can I, can I ask you about money? I don't know if you have an idea of the yeah. the financial kind of difference between um, a, you know a bottom of championship versus mid table. Huge, huge difference. So you still have the parachute payments for Southampton, uh, Leeds, and uh, Le- Leicester. And all three of those are in the top four of the division now. So clearly money makes up a huge, huge difference. And, and down at the bottom, uh, the likes of QPR and Rotherham are skinned. Uh, and so you're, 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 paying, you're paying money for lesser players. It's, it's, it's an obvious thing. It works in the Premier League. It works in all, in all leagues. Money buys you quality. But the coaches can just change things. And don't forget, we, we said that Luton would instantly come back down. They may well do. But they're, they're giving it a real go with premiership, in fact, with a championship level, even League One level players. So I would argue that there's um, an opportunity for really good coaching, really good backroom that you can, uh, if not compete at the top end, you can compete in the Premier League. Uh, but so, m- money money is, is a huge difference. So therefore, something like the FA Cup actually is a really welcome chance Absolutely. to make some uh, good money. Yeah, it, uh, to make to make some money whatsoever to pay the bills in Wigan's case, they because Wigan went into a kind of a administration with deducted ten points. This uh, game against Manchester United, if they can get a replay at Old Trafford, it sets them up for the rest of the season, pays their bills. It's also and, there's also like uh, sponsors then coming just for the game. You know, correct. Yeah, correct. And the profile. Yeah, I remember Wigan won the FA Cup ten years ago. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Beat Man City in the so, final. Yeah. Wonderful. So one, one last one last question uh, for for Bob. Uh, getting out of and as a Nottingham Forest fan, you know this. Getting out of the Championship is how hard? It's very very hard, extremely hard. You've got probably a dozen or perhaps even more clubs fighting for those top places to get out because you've got the two automatics and then you've got. Four more uh, for the um, for the semi for the playoff semi-finals and final. So top six. So everybody thinks if you've got a half decent team, you can make top six. That's the incentive. I think that's one of the reasons that it is uh, such an intense league because you can be languishing down at the bottom, fighting relegation for half the season. You have a little bit of a spurt, and you suddenly think hello, we could even make the playoffs here. And it's been done. I remember when Blackpool went up um, about 10 10 years or so ago and they played Cardiff in the final. I was there for that game. And Blackpool had been bottom, actually bottom of the championship. And they ended up squeaking into the uh, playoffs in sixth place. And they they won the semifinal. They beat uh, Cardiff in the final, and and they were in the Premier League. Mm. So, you know, everybody believes that they can do it. Well, so that's why it, it is such a cracking league. And so, Goglin, when you, as an Aston Villa fan, you you, you, you you put your ermine coat back on and your monocle in your eye and you've swanned back into the Premier <laughs> League, you uh, you don't want to go back, do you? 
No, I mean it's well, a hard league. It is a hard, hard league. I know when we went to the final and we lost it to Fulham, I think if I was mistaken, and we went back down. And I thought we would we were not gonna come up again because like Bob said, you know, the the the, the despair of going that close and losing it and then start doing it all over again. And I thought, you know, it's just a bit too much for the players, the owners at that point and all that. But and like Bob said, again, we we were out of it and in Jan we went on a ten game winning streak and suddenly we are back in the playoffs. Mm. So anyone can win? <laughs> well so. you've got to put a couple of games together, but it is tough. It is a tough, tough champions. Yeah. Not for the faint-hearted. Well, we will return to the Premier League uh, come come the near the end of the season, and we visit see who really is going to go up and down. Uh, when, uh, but for now, we take a short break, and we're going to look at uh, Malaysia's journey in the Asia Cup here on Just for Kicks on BFM eighty nine point nine. More football when we come back. Just for Kicks on BFM eighty nine point nine. Just for Kicks on BFM eighty nine point nine. Welcome back to part four with myself and Bob and Goglin and Des. And now, Des, it's uh, it's that time of four years. Um, <laughs> four years plus plus. Four years plus plus, yeah. Uh, Asia Cup, you're going to be there. And uh, aren't you? You're going to be there. Yes, I am. I got my visa just, um, oh, what, what day is it today? I, on, on Thursday. So my visa is all sorted. I've got games I'll be working on, including the three Malaysia games, and I'm really looking forward to being in Doha. I'm really excited. Um, it's, it all kicks off for Malaysia with a huge game for them on the 16th of January. They've, they've got a match against uh, Syria, a behind-closed-door match on Monday um, as their final warm-up match. But then Malaysia, I've got to get something from the Jordan game. I say something, they've got to get a win from the Jordan game and then get something from Bahrain and then hope that they've still got enough legs for the match against career at the Al Janoub Stadium in uh, on Thursday, twenty fifth of January, um, it will be a, a a wonderful achievement if Malaysia get out of the group. They are not expected to, but people like me are, are, are thinking, you know what? There's a chance, and I, I think uh, Gogs and other Malaysian supporters who who followed this team under Kim Pangong, they'll think that Malaysia team's got a chance as well. Yeah, Gogolin, how what, how how do you feel about this Malaysia team? There's a, there's a good mood around it. Yeah, it's it, after a while, you know, there's a good, like you said, there's a good buzz. There's a good feeling of this team going to the Asian Cup. We, we we expect good performances. So I think that is par for course now. You know, even if we are, we, we, we come out in defeat and all that, we expect good performances, not being whip, not being whipping boys. Everybody knows this is a work in progress as a team that is, you know, being built. And, you know, the, 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 the communications has been coming out as of that, you know, that we are a team in progress. We have, we've been naturalizing players. We have the local talent also. So it's a good mix. We have a good coach in Kim Pong Hon. So again, this Asian Cup is a test of how far we've come. Is what I as a fan will see. Hey, uh, Bob, I don't know how familiar you are with the Asia Cup. I don't know if you've been watching it uh, over the years. Um, but if we take Asia, the Asian Cup and also the African Cup of Nations back to European football, both these two uh, confederations have become increasingly important in uh, the clubs out there. And Asia now, in the, with the likes of, uh, well, there's, uh, there's um, uh, uh, sorry, Spurs. And, Spurs yeah. are going to be, I, I think Spurs are going to have a really hard time without Son for the next few weeks. I mean, there is a break apparently, but I, I, it's going to be a tough time. Yeah, well, it's a reflection of uh, the improving standards, isn't it? I mean, 
the uh, Premier League clubs are signing more and more African and Asian players because they're better. And then when they go and play for their countries, they, um, they're losing um, key members of the, of the squad. Like we've mentioned Liverpool, uh, probably among the top six, Liverpool probably going to be the hardest hit, um, losing two players, Salah and Endo. Endo has come on, um, probably didn't look great at the start, but um, he's, he's filled a, a vital role for Liverpool and uh, become a bit of a cult figure even. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he's going to be a miss given the number of injuries they've, they've got in defence. They've, they've had to call a guy back from, from loan to play left back. <laughs> but anyway, we're digressing here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it, it, it's, gonna, it's going to increase this. It's, a, it's only going in one direction. There's going to be more and more. African players have always been around and mm. some clubs, I mean, Man City, Man City of all clubs, they're not losing anybody. Crazy, isn't that? You know, is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I don't think this was planned. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say they deliberately signed players to avoid the AFCON or something like that. But uh, I know one club that is going to suffer <laughs> and it's very close to my heart. Um, it's eight, six eight players. Player. Oh, it's six. six. It, it would have been seven, but one is injured, so he's not he's not any good to us either. So uh, that's a, that's a massive um, massive loss. Mm. Um, Nuno wants to have us a a, um, a smaller squad. He says a slimmer squad. Well, he's he's getting it. Yeah. <laughs> he's well, getting I, it overnight. As uh, as we fade out, Bob Holmes as he continues to talk about no- Nottingham Forest. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about Malaysia? Can we, can talk, we talk about the Asian Cup? Can we talk about the Asian Cup? And yeah. and Des, um, just please talk about Malaysia, but also talk beyond Malaysia. Um, I mean, Malaysia is hoping to to get beyond the the, the group stage, but what kind of who are we going to be looking at uh, progressing all the way? Well, talking about Malaysia, at, at this is a potential stage for Arif Ayman Hanafi from Johor Darul Taksim, who's uh, a young lad. He's still only twenty. Who's uh, hit the ground running. He's he's Genuinely contributing to Johor's success, uh, both here and on the Asian stage. On the international stage, he, he was magnificent in a, a recent victory over um, Kurdish Republic. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that Arif is able to really pull something out. I'm a little bit worried about Malaysia defensively. Although um, you've got the likes of Matty Davis, who's a, an Australian-born heritage player, again from Johor. You, I do worry about them in the centre of defence, and I, I worry that they can be bullied. Um, and so it, it's going to be a little bit scary, but they've reintroduced Nacho Incha, a, a Spanish player for, from Johor Darrell Taxon, which is a rather controversial um, inclusion in the squad. But he's just back from injury. He's 37 years of age, but he might just be able to provide a little bit of protection in front of the, the back four for, for Malaysia. But again, I just say that match against Jordan is so important. Career in the group, career will be one of the favourites. Uh, Son, of course, playing up front. Japan are the top-ranked team, and Japan are in just amazing form. They score goals for fun at the moment. They beat Germany 4-1 earlier on in the year, thoroughly deserved it. Uh, they've just posted a 5-0 victory over Thailand in a, uh, a pre-tournament friendly. Uh, they've got players who are playing in Europe, regularly playing for, for their teams. Their J-League is, is very, very strong. It, it's tough to see anybody uh, any way past Japan. Qatar are the defending champions, but they've gone off the boil a little bit. Um, it was so disappointing in the World Cup last year. I really thought Qatar would be able to get to the knockout stages, but they were disappointing. 
And so you've, you've got your Japan's, your Koreas, the Aussies will be relatively strong. And then Saudi Arabia are putting together a, a, a new team. But Saudi, you know, they, they they beat Argentina last year in the World Cup. And everyone's going, wow. You look at that. They looked squad. amazing. I thought they were going like, to win the World Cup after but that. They've, com- they've completely changed their squad. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's completely different now. It's bad. I, I was having to, I'm doing some research, obviously, and I was, there are so many changes here. So the high-profile players in the in the Saudi league, I don't know whether it's going to be good or bad for Saudi international football, which is a, an, an interesting one. But yeah, of course, they'll be there. They're one of the top five. But it's hard to see anything beyond Japan because they, they are so confident, got so many good players. Okay, and so to conclude, Goglin, uh, how far do you think Malaysia are going to go? And what would you say is a good performance for Malaysia? Well, getting out of the group is a good performance for Malaysia. It is. That's it. That's the end of story. If you get yeah, out, can the group, be can be done. Do you think it's going to happen? Yeah, definitely can be done. I'm thinking it's going to be happen. You know, realistically, it's, it'll be tough. But yeah, and I have faith in this team. But it's all key to that for game against Jordan. Like that's it. Okay. Uh, so we'll uh, end there, unless Bob wants to throw in his top pick for the Asian Cup. <laughs> no, I I, I think uh, it's got to be Japan Korea. There's nothing revolutionary about that, is there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that brings us to the end of this week's show. And um, we're not going on a winter break. Uh, we will be back again on Monday. We've been taking two Mondays off because of Christmas and New Year. But we're back on schedule now. And, uh, well, we'll see you then. But for now, I'd like to thank Bob Holmes. Thanks, everybody. And enjoy all the uh, football in all its formats. Uh, yeah, in all, yeah, okay. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so... Was that a table football? Right. And Gogland or Raju? Yes, enjoy, enjoy the magic of the cup this weekend. And Des Corkill, and when are you leaving for the, the cup? I, I leave on Wednesday, but I will be available via special Qatari line at six in the morning if required or whatever time it is required. Oh, well, so well, we'll, wanna, we'll definitely want to be able up. to feed back. Yes, we definitely want updates. So uh, for now, though, it's uh, goodbye from me, from uh, Cam Ruslan, and also our producer, Hanif Baharudin. And we'll see you next time here on Just for Kicks on BFM 89.9. For more football, tune in Mondays and Fridays at 8 p.m. Just for Kicks on BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.